Hello, this is Ed Cohen, your host on GlobalRadioTalkShow.com, coming to you today from San Diego, California, and Tehran, Iran. Very, very special guest today is Mr. Payman Dayani, who's an SPHR, a GPHR, and an MBA. He is the head of uh, human resources for Dana Energy. We're going to hear a lot about Dana Energy Group is a leading private holding company targeting oil and gas upstream business. Having established proper and flexible working structure, Dana Energy Group has significantly and successfully promoted its target business through establishment of affiliated companies, each with sufficient mastery in profession and highly expert human resources. Let's welcome our special guest, Sir Heyman Diani. Hello. I'm very glad that uh, I have this opportunity to talk to you and your listener and readers, and it's a great pleasure to be talking to you. Heyman, uh, you and I met a couple of years ago, uh, maybe four or five years ago now that I remember, at the Sherm Convention in Las Vegas. Uh, we happened to be on the same bus coming to the convention. So I remember that well, and I remember our mutual friends as well, uh, Carol Osby from Seattle area. I'm glad that you and I have been able to stay in some contact over these years. So I welcome you warmly. It was my pleasure to meet you again, and it's uh, very, I'm very glad that new technology has given us this opportunity to stay on touch after many years and learn from each other. So now we're very, very interested with today's news about the U.S. Senate having sufficient votes to approve President Obama's initiative agreement, and it looks like it's going to go through. So there's some very interesting times that are about to happen here, very timely indeed. Tell us, please, about your role at Daner Energy Group. What do you do? Yes, I started working with uh, Donna Energy when I returned back uh, from the assignment which I had for five years with uh, Nokia Corporation in Middle East and Africa and later for global role working with Nokia Women's Networks. Uh, then the Donna Energy has been the new frontiers for oil and gas in the newly privatized business in oil and gas, especially in upstream. Donna Energy has a, a few businesses, mainly in three business sectors, which is the dream services, trade, and also explosion and production field development. My role was to create a new HR organization, which would meet the demand of the business, especially when, at the time, uh, many international companies have left Iran uh, Shell, Total, Schlumberger, and those they have left the Iran at that time. And we end up having a lot of uh, gap between what uh, National Oil Company of Iran needed to do exploration and production and drilling in the new products uh, and new fields, especially. Uh, my role was to create HR systems, uh, attract talented from the Iranian 
and bring them to the speed to uh, do the work uh, during these years. For a while, I left the company and I then returned back about uh, six months back to follow what I have left them. Uh, my role is organizing, orchestrating, and managing uh, HR in all day-to-day activities and also looking at what the business requires for capability to build, to become a, a well-established company. And currently, we have been very successful in the company, and we have gone out not only in Iran business, uh, we have done well, also, we have received projects outside of Iranian border, for instance, in um, seismic and geo, uh, geophysics uh, work in Pakistan. It's a very promising uh, opportunity for Iranian talent to work in an Iranian independent company, especially in the organization industry, which predominated there by governments in the past. And foreign in the further than that. Yes, and now I want to drill down a little bit and ask you about what global HR professionals and mobility professionals should know about Iran after this joint comprehensive plan of action, this agreement, uh, goes into place. What should global HR professionals and what should mobility professionals know about Iran? My colleagues um, all over the world working for multinational companies who are now, uh, during the past uh, few months, uh, their bosses and the chief executives and uh, managers, they came to Iran along with the foreign ministries and the delegation of the business they should realize that Iran has been in isolation for past, especially in the past 12 years, and prior to that, being about being distance from the world in past 35, 35 years. Uh, many of the infrastructure which they would see in other countries, which are well established as a support of business for expatriates and accommodation for the expatriates, are not exist. The, schooling, the entertainment for expatriates, housing, and many other necessities which you would find it in our neighboring countries, especially in the Gulf, does not exist. Furthermore, Iranian government and the society are very proud. Uh, they have a pride on what they can do, and they have a very demanding requirement that they sh- these international companies they should utilize the Iranian talent. And it's true. Uh, when you look at the U.S., for instance, there are many Iranian executives in the big uh, Fortune 500, in the universities, in academia, and these people are prime candidates for returning back to Iran and leading the business without any complexity for the cultural changes. However, bringing the expatriates from all over the world to Iran requires to have a ground understanding and have a sense of understanding what needs to be done in Iran in a sense of understanding the culture, understanding the infrastructure, and 
the requirement and the luxury of the living in Iran, it's not the same as the Dubai or Riyadh or Kuwait for expatriates who are coming to Iran. And this would be a very, very challenging. And also, the media, they have played a lot of work in the past uh, number of years to not picture a very a pretty picture of Iran, which is not, to some extent, not true. And uh, I think it's a very, it's a, it will be very challenging for HR professional in two aspects. Number one, attracting the high talent and the high qualified expatriate to move to Iran. Number two is to accommodate their needs in Iran in the sense of facilitating them with their uh, life, which are similar to the global standards, uh, in the sense of the inter- especially in entertainment uh, matters and also in an uh, area of education for the uh, young uh, children. And this is our the biggest challenge I think uh, my colleagues in HR world they would face. I imagine uh, you'll have your hands full, if you will, uh, a full plate of work to do for a very long time. So with that in mind, could you give us your view, your perspective of the state of HR in the HR profession inside Iran today? State of HR, it's very unpleasant at the moment. I can put it that way. Due to the fact that this isolation uh, has caused a lot of gap between the, what other colleagues in international levels they know about HR, the lack of the presence of the SHARM, CIPD, and other international association in Iran has caused a big competency gap between people who are practicing HR in Iran with their, their colleagues across the Persian Gulf and other countries in the region. Therefore, there, there is a need for a very quick uh, educational program to be led by the CIPD, SHARM, and other uh, international association HR profession to bring these people, young, talented people, and the talented in HR profession to the speed and the common terminology with the rest of the world. We need to invest in certification programs for Iranian professionals, HR professionals, and also to overcome the gap of the language barriers, because many of my colleagues in HR today they do not speak English, and this would be very, very challenging. However, there are good news in the other sense that we have currently a number of the uh, students who are studying master's degree in uh, human resources and a PhD in human resources in Iran, and they are very eager to learn and to become fully competent to work with international companies as well as working with the, the colleagues uh, across the whole globe. And I think it would be manageable with the investment of the one to two years in this young talent, uh, which we have plenty of them in Iran. To what extent is online learning being done now? And what do you think of online learning for the future in Iran? Basically, in the past 10 years, due to the very 
strict uh, sanctions which are being imposed to Iran, and uh, many of the international associations that were not allowed for Iranian to become members, and they would enjoy the learning online through the uh, internet, it has been uh, a gap, basically. The infrastructure exists, the currently the broadbanding and the uh, 3G and 4G networks are, uh, networks are being um, installed. And I think it's a matter of as soon as the sanctions are lifted, there has to be a campaign to use this facility to start teaching and uh, provide a learning platform for professionals, not only in HR, but also in finance, in other management disciplines to bring the people into speech. So let's go back to you and your background as a global panel advisor for U.S.-based Society of Human Resource Management. You served there for two terms, and uh, you met a lot of interesting people, I'm sure. Do you stay in touch with these people in the U.S.? Yes. I joined Sean when I was uh, working for Nokia, uh, when I worked as an expatriate outside of Iran from Dubai. At that time, I decided that I need to acquire the uh, qualification from the international known uh, professional body of knowledge. And that at that time, in 2006, I applied for, and I studied, and I applied for SPHR, and I, by self-learning, I got the certification. And at the same time, I applied for CIPD, and I received the license uh, and associate from the CIPD. And I was very eager to learn, and I was very active. And I became a volunteer to the SHARP, and I became a member of the global panel. And it gave me a lot of experience, and I met many, many interesting people. During these two terms, I had the pleasure and honor to be part of the team that who created HRBP and HRMP by the suggestion which I uh, passed through the leadership of the SHARM that the SPHR, uh, PHR, and GPHR really American centric, and we need to introduce uh, certification which are more global. And it has been very successfully launched since 2008-2009. And since then, I have been in touch with my colleagues in Global Panel, through the email, through LinkedIn, and my forums, which we exchange ideas and information. And good thing this uh, technology has uh, made us close to each other and enjoy the learning through this virtual world. Okay, so now let's talk about yourself as a senior human resources executive. I'm looking at your bio, and you, you talk about the, the ability to face VUCA, V-U-C-A, VUCA challenges. That has to do with what, volatility and uncertainty? Yes. Basically, uh, my uh, career always has been part of this environment of the volatility, complexity, uncertainty, and ambiguity. During my experience in Iran and outside of Iran, I have been very fortunate to be in the places and opportunity to learn in a very 
circumstances. That these circumstances are characteristic, uh, characteristic uh, have around the volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. And while reality is basically uh, during my work with Nokia, I had to do a startup with uh, more than 20 countries in Africa and the Middle East. These countries, they were at the time, many of them, they never had Nokia in those countries, and I have to visit it uh, in very interesting places. For instance, visiting Ethiopia in their civil war uh, and setting up the office there when they were fighting in the street. Then later on, we had a war in Lebanon, and we had to evacuate our people out of the Lebanon during the war in Lebanon. Um, these are, there were uncertainty moments which gave me this strength that to learn how to deal with the uh, natural uh, disasters. For instance, we had a flood, we were flooded or the issues which we faced with the Lebanon war or the civilian arrest in Ethiopia. These they were a very interesting experience for me. On uncertainty, uh, going to the countries which were not sure how to attract the talent, how to bring expatriates into the uh, countries, has given me, myself, a new perspective to deal with without a lack of about the salary survey, recruitment company, to know the talent company entered to the Pakistan. There were no recruitment company in Islamabad or in Karachi, and we have to help a local businesses to create a recruitment company at that time. And uh, we didn't have any salary survey, therefore we had to our consulting company and the accounting company to run a mini survey for us to gain the information about the salary levels. On the complexity, having worked with the different nationalities, for instance, in the office in Dubai, which we had over 40 nationalities that worked together with the different perspectives, with their families, some of them were bachelors, and managing that the complexity needed to have infrastructure and the structure which uh, meet their demand. And ambiguity. The telecom business itself had a lot of ambiguity at that time, and I had to deal with it. Those uh, learning from the Nokia days and the previous to that, uh, when I worked for Shell, gave me this strength when I returned back to Iran to apply those uh, learning we end up having for past five, six years in Iran with the sanctions and to build performance for the company based on a lot of uh, ambiguity and uncertainty on the business side. And this is uh, basically my learning on that. I really thank you for being my guest on Global Radio Talkshow.com. Payment. Very, very briefly, I'm on the website for Dana Energy. I see there's energy services company, geophysics company, drilling, gas, rigs, and a services group. You have a very important job, and I really appreciate you being our special guest today on Global Radio Talk Show. We've been talking with Mr. Payman Dayani, who 
is Vice President of Human Resources at Dana Energy, based in Iran. And Payment, I'm really honored to have you as my guest. I, I invite you to come back and speak again, perhaps someday at a, one of our global conferences. Mr. Payman Diani has a SPHR, a GPHR, and an MBA. Obviously, he, he works in a collaborative spirit, is innovative, highly regarded, and a multi-certified global business leader. Payman, thanks very much once again. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, and I hope I hope you in Tehran soon. I think to myself, what a wonderful 